Hi, and thank you so much for joining us at Tycor Title Tuesdays at 2. Well, since the shelter-in-place directive came down, a lot of us have been wearing two hats. We're working from home, maybe stay-at-home mom and dad, teacher, everything that we've always kind of thought or maybe taken for granted, now we're having to do. But our guest today has actually been wearing two hats for uh, for quite some time. She burns the candle at both ends of the stick and I can almost guarantee that if there was some way to burn it from the middle, she would do as well. So I'm really excited today to join, be joined by our guest. It's one of the Tycor Title family. She's one of our sales executives, but she's also an assemblywoman representing Nevada's 41st district. So without, without any further, uh, I'd love for you guys to meet Sandra Howdegie uh, from Tycor Title and Nevada State Assemblywoman. So Ty, uh, Sandra, thank you so much for joining us at Tycor Title Tuesdays at 2. Thank you so much, Ryan. I'm excited to be here. I'm, I'm, it's always excited to be here or around you. In fact, that's kind of one of the things about you is whenever I'm near you, you have so much energy. I'm always worried I'm going to spontaneously combust. So I know that this shelter in place thing must be really wearing on you because you're constantly on the go. How are you and Truman holding up through all this? We're doing good, but I will tell you, any you should check on all of your extrovert friends. This is a difficult time for us, for sure. <laughs> um, no, there's plenty of stuff to do still. So I'm very fortunate that um, my husband Truman and I are both safe or healthy, um, and we still have plenty of work to do. And yeah, I've been. I wish I could find that way to burn that candle in the middle because I definitely have the work for it right now. I tell you, if anybody can figure it out, it's, it's definitely so. Um, we obviously know that you're a great sales exec for our company. You're very well respected in the real estate community, but you're also again a leader in our community at large as well, working in the in the, in the assembly. So, can you kind of maybe just explain a little bit to our audience how the COVID nineteen pandemic has affected your particular district? Yes, absolutely. You know, I think it's hit my district, um, District 41 here in Southern Nevada, the same way it's hit all of our state. And my district's made up of suburban areas, so, you know, people in their family homes, as well as pockets of areas with small businesses, um, little strip malls. And so they've all been affected. My husband and I, we do as much as we can during the week to support some of the local restaurants. You know, so if you're near District 41 and you live in District 41, you know, Lucky Ty, Slater's 5050, <laughs> both great locally owned restaurants. So check them out and support them. And then also just making sure that I'm available for all of the residents in my district who have questions and, you know, need to navigate things like, you know, SBA or unemployment. So really being here for them. And I think that's a perfect segue because when the, you know, when Governor Sisolak came up with the, the directive to, to virtually, you know, shut the state down. I, I don't think there may be one or two outliers, but I haven't heard him get a lot of, um, you know, negative feedback for as quick as he reacted. I mean, obviously with a state and economy of Las Vegas, for, uh, for, for instance, our economy is really based on social gatherings. So when social distancing becomes the norm, obviously we're gonna take a hit. So his swift and decisive action, I truly believe saved lives and the way he worked it. But with that, you know, he kind of snapped his fingers and became a Thanos and all of a sudden 60, you know, thousands, tens of thousands of jobs were, were wiped out. And I know there was a lot of onus placed on the, and, and, uh, the unemployment system and it kind of, came out of the gates a little bit rocky. I know lately they've staffed up, they've, they've hired a number of people to help process unemployment claims, which almost sounds uh, oxymoronic, but going forward, you know, the longer this kind of trickles out, the probably the more pressure is gonna be on the unemployment system. So what are you kind of seeing or, or what, what advice do you have that, uh, for people who may be navigating that process right now? 
Yeah, absolutely. And um, I agree. You know, he came out early on and put the shelter in place order, which was the best thing that could have happened. I kind of 100% agree with you. I think it did save lives here in Nevada. Nevada is one of the two or three states who's received an A grade in um, social distancing, which has really helped our state. And it's true. Um, I think that first week we get a a weekly newsletter from Dieter, and I believe that first week it was actually over 90,000 people wow. who had applied for uninsurance. So that might have been 90,000 workers that, you know, been furloughed or lost their jobs, which is something we've never had to deal with before. So it wasn't expected, and there was a lot of delays. And you know, one of the things I've been doing for the constituents in my district, and anyone really who's reached out for help, is helping them navigate, you know, um, unemployment and Dieter initially because it was so new. Um, we had a lot of people reaching out who were getting stuck with password resets or not knowing their account logon information. So really having those resources here for them, you know, letting them know where they could go online. Initially, it was by email, reset their password, then, you know, which um, web page they could go to reset their password online, then really helping those people who were trying to apply by phone, um, send them over the resources and the website links so that they could apply online, as well as sending them the tutorial on how they could apply online because Initially, most people decided they wanted to call Dieter, right? And they weren't stuck up to receive the amount of calls coming in. So we were really encouraging people to go the online route, apply online, and sending them the videos and tools on how to do that. Dieter did staff up and they hired a number of full-time workers. And recently, they've actually contracted with the call center too to help um, with the number of calls coming in. And this last um, Sunday, they t went into effect. They are encouraging people now to apply by last names. So I believe um, Sunday, I think it's Sunday, it's A through Kel. If your last name starts with A through A through K, you should apply. Monday, it's L through R, and then Tuesday, S through Z. So that's how you should start applying for your weekly unemployment claim. And then really helping those those part-time workers, people who didn't qualify for state unemployment because they didn't meet the wage requirements. Um, also those um, independent contractors or gig workers, helping them navigate and the system because they weren't eligible for state unemployment, but through the CARES Act, they are eligible. So helping them navigate through, through that process and when they were ready to apply, to apply. Um, also, a lot of uh, residents were small business owners and again, helping them get the resources they need to apply for the various types of SBA loans that were available. Um, some of the other things that were a need in the district, um, unfortunately, people were in need of food assistance. So really having a list of those resources where they can go and get the needs, uh, their needs met. Um, there's been local, this is great, but the pop-up pantries um, that have started through community members to help provide food for residents all throughout Southern Nevada. So there's been local community pantries that have popped up. Three Square has been a resource, continues to be a good resource for food as well as United Way. And also um, the um, Nevada Hispanic Legislative Caucus has partnered with various organizations and supermarkets to provide delivery service for weekly people who are affected as well. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the numbers are sobering in and of itself, but then you hear stories like, you know, folks lining up for, 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 for the food pantries, and it really puts things into perspective. And again, with our economy really based on tourism, um, even when we do start to move towards that new sense of normalcy and open back up, uh, it's gonna, there's going to be a trickle-down effect uh, for, for months to come. So it's good information to have if, unfortunately, you find yourself um, without a paycheck and need to apply for unemployment uh, 
uh, benefits. Now, you also have a, a, a major hospital in your district as well. Can you kind of share some stories about the front lines, what you're seeing, what you're hearing from the hospitals, and if there's any way for our audience uh, and the community to help them? Oh, absolutely. Um, so I have a hospital in my district on Blue Diamond. It's the Dignity St. Rose Small Medical Center. And then the, the big um, Dignity St. Rose Siena campus, which is off of um, St. Rose and Eastern, um, it's right across the street from my district. So it's not actually in my district, it's right across the street, but it's the major hospital that feeds my district. Um, and I have been very fortunate to be able to visit them and bring them food on various occasions. Assemblyman Steve Yeager actually started this and there's so many community resources out there for our Nevadans, but we can't forget about those frontline workers who are risking their lives every day to go in and keep us safe. And so he started making sure that they had meals there for those who are working long hours. And I thought it was a great idea. And so together we've actually been able to deliver meals to the day and night shift nurses on four various occasions to those hospitals. And we're actually doing another drop tomorrow at St. Rose Dominican, the Siena campus to make sure that they know they're appreciated and that they don't have time to go out and get food, that there's food there for them. Honestly, and while I've been there, yeah, oh, while well, we've been there, um, the Blue Diamond campus, um, we got to talk to the CEO and she shared some great stories with us. You know, she let us know that the staff there was in good spirits. Um, they weren't um, overwhelmed with patients there. Every one of their members had the equipment, the PPE that they needed. And she also shared with us that their sister hospital in Washington, and this was about maybe two weeks ago, had already started to see a decline in the number of patients and testing positive and deaths there, which can only be good news for our state here. That's awesome. And definitely, definitely good news. I'm sorry, Sandra, go ahead. Oh, yes, yeah, sorry. I just wanted to make sure I answered um, all parts of your question. You asked how people could oh, right. get involved and where they could go and sign up. Um, well, there's different ways people could go and get involved. You know, if they are retired, you know, nurses or or doctors or people in the medical field, or they moved here, but they haven't you know, gotten their Nevada licenses yet. The governor did put out and created the medical corps, which was um, waiving the licensing requirements for people who, in the medical field who wanted to come. So if you want more information on that, you can come to the, um, the governor's website and look for the Nevada corps and so that you can sign up and be a, a frontline worker as well. And then also Assemblyman Yeager did start a GoFundMe account for if anyone wants to donate resources to help provide foods for those frontline workers they can go to gofundme and search the las vegas frontline frontline food fund and donate there um and also for anyone who wants to volunteer with man hours all of the organizations are in need of volunteers especially um, delivery drivers so you can reach out to united way and three square if you'd like to help by delivering meals well, so a lot of opportunities there for folks to, to get involved um, if they if they feel the they feel the need. Now, kind of pivoting a little bit. Obviously, you're uh, you work with us in the real estate industry. Um, the the governor's directive, and I think it echoed the president's um, directive as well. But it had a stay on foreclosures and uh, and evictions for, for for tenants. There was a little bit of confusion coming out of the gates. What the what qualified for an eviction, or you know what what properties um, fell into that that directive to to stay those those evictions where can people go if they're in if they're worried about getting evicted during this time what resources and recourses do folks have for that yeah absolutely great question um i want to restart by reminding everyone that if you have limited resources right now you should always take care of your priorities first right and the priorities should always be you know medication utilities housing and food so make sure you're taking care of those things first because the governor did issue a directive that placed a moratorium on all evictions 
um, relating to COVID-19, but it's important that people still know that they can still be evicted for other reasons, like being a danger to their neighbors or to their community and damaging property. But if they are being evicted for a non-payment of rent because they were laid off, um, that that's um, that's what the governor has banned. So there are plenty of places they can go and get more information or get assistance if they have received an eviction notice. The um, Civil Law Self-Help Center, they can visit their website or they can call them at 702-671-3976. And here in Southern Nevada, we also have Legal Aid Center of Southern Nevada um, that can provide assistance again on their website or people can call them at 702-386-1070. They both have on their website resource guides that people can go and visit and get more information on what the directive means for them, as well as if they do receive an eviction notice or a threat of eviction notice, they can contact them and receive assistance. But I want to remind people that um, this eviction um, moratorium is only in place while the, the governor's emergency, state of emergency directive is out. As soon as that's lifted, so is the moratorium on evictions. So it's important for people, if they can pay their rent, to pay it. If they can't pay their rent, that they contact their landlord immediately to try to work out payment plans and do it with their landlord and get it in writing because your rent will become due as soon as the emergency order is lifted. That's great information. And thank you for clarifying as well that it's only based on non-payment of rent, uh, all the other stuff that you can get evicted for if you're not, if you're not, yeah, if, if you're kind of naughty. Yeah, if you're doing... Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, if you're naughty and not doing the right thing, you know, you can definitely get evicted still. Yes, and you know, I also wanted to let people know that on April 6th, um, the Legislative Committee, the Interim Finance Committee, we met and we approved $2 million from the Wells Fargo Settlement Fund to go to the Emergency Food and Shelter Program in our state that's administered by United Way. So there will be dollars available for those people who need money paying their rent. Um, they can contact the United Way, Find out which organizations in their area are going to be administering those funds so that they can get assistance paying their rent. Gotcha. Great information. Now, I think during uh, times like this, when, when people may be paying a little bit more attention to who their leaders are, what they're doing, what role they play, how effective they may be, this pandemic is actually hitting us during an election year. And obviously, we have a, a very important election in November. But first, before that, we have a primary election here in the state. And it's July, correct? June or July? It's in June. On June, June. 9th is the primary okay. election. Perfect. So the, 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 the primary election in June. Now, what information, because the, uh, the Secretary of State of Nevada came out with, uh, with some new information on that. Can you kind of share what that information was and how to make sure that people get their voices heard? Absolutely. I'm so glad you brought that up because it's going to be a different process than we've ever been used to. So um, our Secretary of State, Barbara Sagaski, um, came out with an order saying that our primary elections are going to be by mail this year. And again, the primary election is on June 9th. And the reason this is important and we're getting this information out is because you're going to be mailed your a voter um, ballot this year. And so you need to make sure that your voter registration is up to date because that's where they will be mailing your ballot to. Um, she did say that there will be one vote center in every county. We don't know where that's going to be in Clark County, but it will be one vote center where you can actually go in person. Other than that, all ballots will be mailed to your registration address. There's a very easy government website you can go to to update your voter registration information. It's registertovotenv.gov. Again, it's www.registertovotenv.gov. 
on there, you can go and register to vote for the first time. You can update your voter registration information, and you can also view your voter registration information just to make sure it's accurate and ver verify whether it needs to be changed or not. All ballots will be mailed, so I'm glad that you brought that up because, again, everyone should be able to participate in our, our democratic process, and you'll only be able to do that if you make sure your information is up to date. Great information. And um, for, the, for the folks watching on Facebook, we'll make sure we post those websites in the comment section. Uh, for the folks listening on our podcast, we'll make sure we add those to the description. So, Sandra, we have about 30 seconds left. Um, is there any other advice that, that you know, you'd kind of give our audience just to kind of navigate through these trying times? Um, yes, absolutely. The best thing we could do right now as Nevadans for Nevada is to stay home. The, you know, if we follow the governor's direction and stay home, we will get through this sooner than, rather than later. And also, if you're filing for unemployment, I know the system um, hasn't been the most user-friendly, but be patient. Know that the governor's taking the steps necessary to make it an easier process. And if you need assistance, reach out. Reach out to your local elected officials. Know that we're here to help. Good stuff. Well, Sandra, it's always a pleasure, uh, you know, seeing you kind of in this light. We get to spend a lot of time virtually together now, but I really appreciate you coming on and sharing some great insight on what's happening with the state and uh, how to help folks during this time. So thank you so much for joining us, Sandra. Thank you, Ryan. All right. Well, that will conclude this week's episode. We want to remind you that you need to stay safe stay healthy and stay home. Also want to thank our producer, Rick Manning down at Rigel Studios. We will be back next week, but until then, we'll continue to be the most resourceful people in town.